My life's worth more than a piece of film. I'll tell you exactly what your life is worth. Your life is worth $50,000. That's the price you put on it when you got behind this wheel. Oh, crap, we're all <laughs> off our game again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you switch platforms. Damn it. Welcome to Movie Boners. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about this beer, just like I breathed it in and it made me uh, not gag, but like choke on fumes or something. I don't know what's going yeah. on with it. Whoa, that's super good, but that packs a wallop. Whoa, mm, that's that really good. good. Oh, I really like this. Man, Me I have, too. I have enjoyed the past like three or four beers that I've tried from this place. I think I might be a pretty good fan of theirs. A super fan. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say super fan yet, but I'm okay. like I haven't been disappointed with any of the ones I've tried yet. So that's yeah. Dude, this start. one's really good. Damn. What is it? So I'm You're drinking keeping me in suspense. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking uh Yet another beer from St. Arnold down here in Texas. It's called Double Down. It's a okay. double IPA. It is nice. 9.2%. <laughs> nice. It's That's pretty good. exciting. I thought mine was high. I'm drinking uh, from Migration Brewing Company in Portland, Oregon. It's called Cannonball, and it's a Northwest Red Ale. Ooh, nice. And it's a 7.1%. Nice. Man, this is very really flavorful good. though. I'm a big fan yeah. of uh, flavorful red ales. I, yeah, I really like reds as well. Man, dude, Jake, you should yeah. find this one. I think I you would try. dig the shit out of this one. Okay. <laughs> oh my I like god. That. Yeah, you keep raving about that brewery. I'm gonna have to find it dude, I, here or something. Yeah, like the last three or four that I've had on our show. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this place rocks. I need to. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so we have, I have an announcement involving our movie draft. Oh, I God damn it. a billion fucking dollars. First one to a billion dollars. Oh, it's we're yeah. not even out of March. <laughs> Well, it helps that the Batman is about two thirds of that, so six hundred six million. <laughs> Uncharted is about one third of that at three hundred thirty eight million, and the rest are ones and twos and threes and four million dollar movies. God damn it! I hate your uh, announcement. I resent it. <laughs> this game you sucks. A, you have a, a not to be scoffed at. 288 million oh still. my god <laughs> oh my god so you are really waiting for those marvel movies to come out that's I, what's happening there oh man <laughs> i <laughs> i need a, a box office miracle i knew mm. the batman was gonna hurt but this is yeah didn't know it's gonna hurt this much huh? yeah this one hurts really bad i'm really interested to see how it stacks up against like thor and uh, the the big Marvel ones, if they're like in the same ballpark, or if it's just not even close, <laughs> well, it'll be weird. 
I, it's going to put me in an odd position because obviously <laughs> I would much rather champion for Batman. Yeah. All the time. But I have to champion for like <laughs> the MCU this year, primarily out of like, I need to beat Jake in something. Yeah. And you are kicking <laughs> the shit out of me right now, and it's going to continue to get worse for me. <laughs> and, and yeah, I am resenting our draft game <laughs> quite a bit right now. <laughs> I, it's something uh, negative happened for me this week, though, because you know how Operation Fortune was supposed to come out last week? Yeah. Apparently. Merrimax doesn't know what they're doing with it because they, oh. they like pushed it back, but they don't know when it's going to come out. So now it's just nebulously 2020 at some point. That's one of those. I would movies hope it's not 2020. 2022 at some point. <laughs> it's one of those movies that's just like in the ether right now. Yeah. So that's, that's pushed, I guess. Man. I mean, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you! Damn you! And you're. I have an yeah. announcement to make. <laughs> I mean, you have uh, Sonic coming out in two weeks. April True. 8th. That's that's, that's going to help out. Actually, that's going to be a big, a big help yeah. for me. There hasn't been a good uh, family movie in theaters for a long time, so I think people will be itching to go to that. Yep. Unless yep. the secret to Dumbledore might Dumbledore Dumbledore can say the name right. Oh my I, god! I wish it was a movie about Dumbledore, the '90s Nickelodeon Dude. game show. That would be awesome. They should do that. I, I always would go see that. I I don't I don't plan on seeing Secrets of Dumbledore, <laughs> <laughs> but it is my movie that comes out the week after. Yeah, yeah, I'll see it because I li I like the the world of wizard stuff, but uh, I I kind of like. I think people are going to go to it, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's going to be kind of what they're expecting. Now, I could be horrendously wrong, but just with everything involving Johnny Depp and yeah, him being recast in this, I feel like it'll be big, but mm -hmm. the second one wasn't huge. Right. I think so. it kind of fell off after the first one. People are like, okay, I, I like it, but I'm not, I'm kind of you're getting to the place where you have Harry Potter purists. Yeah. And now this is just like, this is like spinoff stuff that people are like, I'm not that into it. <laughs> right. It, it's kind of feeling like it's going the route of star Wars. So yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll, they want we'll it to. Yeah. Well, for we'll, better or worse. We'll see. We'll see. So that's uh, right. It's still a very close race for our average scores. You're at 6.8 and I'm at 7.0. So very okay. close still. I think that's where the, the most of the fight will be for a little while. Because <laughs> I don't think there's going to be any super good or super terrible movies that come out. They're all going to be pretty close to each other. So yeah, we'll see. God damn it. <laughs> so have you seen any new movies lately? Um, I You know, I was going to try to watch um, one of the, I think it's an Oscar contender, but I don't know. But I meant to watch a new movie, and then I didn't. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I also have not seen anything new, although if you caught me tomorrow, I would have. We're planning to go see The Lost City yeah. uh, tomorrow, because Christy really wanted to go see that. And I'm very excited for it, too. So, yeah, it looks tomorrow like we will see that. You'll see an update uh, at some point, I'm sure. You have that on your list, don't you? 
yes, I do, of course. God damn it! Fuck! God! <laughs> I have almost every movie in March. God damn it! Like one movie in March. <laughs> you had the outfit, which this, got like th- $3 million. Good job. This, this game sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. The, I have like five movies that don't have a hard date, even. And they're supposed to come out sometime this year. And those are just sitting at the end of the year right now until they get moved up. It's very likely they won't get any dates <laughs> and I will just have gambled on them uh, entirely. So we'll see. Well, I mean, I, I was happy that the Flash and Aquaman got pushed back. Uh, yeah. Completely because then that that docks your billions because you don't need any more box office <laughs> money. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to get so much more box office money. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. So do you want to get into this? You kind of mentioned you wanted to watch or you were thinking about watching some Oscar movies and then didn't. That's yep. kind of where we ended up with this episode where we were going to do an episode about the Oscar nominees and, and force ourselves to watch them all and, and not watch the actual Oscars, but at least watch the movies and give you our opinions on them. And then we realized we don't want to do that. And we just said, <laughs> fuck the Oscars and bailed on that idea. And we, and so we moved on to this idea, which is, I think is a much better idea. And so today's episode is all about really a whole side of movies. One of the most important and my favorite parts of movies mm-hmm. that doesn't get any love from the Oscars or even really mainstream award shows. And so we're going to talk all about stunts and stunt work and stunt performers and how stunt men and stunt women just don't get the acclaim that they really deserve. They put their whole lives on the line and uh, and deserve deserve all of the glory yeah. that comes with that. So I, I read an interesting interview with the guys behind the John Wick series. Yeah. And they got talked to or asked about... Uh, their opinions on a, a stunt category in the Oscars. And they were like, yeah, there should be, we're all for it. Um, I forget which one it was. Uh, he brought up a really good point though. Well, an interesting one that I was like, Oh, okay. I kind of get that was the Academy, the group of uh, folk that oversee yeah. all decide the categories, the winners, the nominees, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, they got to figure out who would actually be the one to receive the award because yeah. it's not just a stunt like man or some woman. It's it's a whole team. And th- this was something like I've always known. It's a whole mm-hmm. crew behind a stunt in a film. Mm-hmm. But the amount of people that this these crews like consist of is yeah. a lot bigger than I, I guess I realized or. Mm-hmm. whatever and i was like okay that makes sense so hopefully they can iron that out it's becoming more and more popular when i was trying to like look up stunt stuff online in preparation for this it was really crazy and interesting to see all the uh movie lover call outs and like hey mm-hmm. why aren't the academies even recognizing stunt work from the crews or to the actual person that does the stunt uh themselves yeah, I was like, man, hopefully the Oscars, hopefully the Oscars change up a whole bunch of shit. Like, yeah. 
damn. Yeah. This there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things that I, I, this it, this one category wouldn't fix everything they're doing wrong, right? But it would be a step in the right direction. Actually, appreciating film. And you know, I have this is so weird for me this year. Uh, since I was like a little little kid, loving movies and shit, uh, I've watched the Academy Awards every year. Every yeah. year. Like, I've never cared about the fashion. Who fucking cares about that? Right. But I liked seeing, like, the music scores. And I still enjoy all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I get older and the, the award ceremony gets more pretentious, it gets more political, the jokes yeah. aren't funny anymore. Yeah. Like, the only thing I look forward to are the, the music performances where they bring out the musician to play, like, the best original song. I really like that. Yeah. Until they have nominated a bunch of original songs, and I'm like, the song sucks. Why is this being <laughs> like? I hate this song. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a lot of categories. I was like, normally I just pick the movie or two movies that I like and vote yeah. for that no matter what. And I was looking through, I was like, there are categories where I don't like any of these movies or I don't <laughs> care about any of these movies. Right. And like, I think I like the idea of recognizing like, the artistry and stuff in in the industry that mm-hmm. I have no problem with doing that. Uh, making it for the viewer though. I feel they, they got to figure something out to make it more appealing mm-hmm. to the viewer last year. I watched last year's and I'm kind of bummed that that's probably going to be the last one that I watch because mm-hmm. last year's was so horrendously terrible. <laughs> yeah. I hated everything about last year's ceremony it was super political. It was super like COVID friendly. It was super woke, like on the obnoxious side of woke and it's trivial, but they did the best picture award. Mm -hmm. Not at the ending, but they did it with like three or four categories left to go. Why? Mm. Why would you like, that's the big kahuna. Why would you, Yeah, that's messed up. And I, they gotta I get it. I just, I don't know. The Oscars, I think that they they certainly could do the kind of thing you mentioned that they there are a lot of people obviously involved in that, and mm-hmm. so who wins or who gets the award? I feel like they have those categories though, where they have whole departments. Maybe it's effects, digital effects, or uh, just special effects in general. Yeah, well, uh, they cost, usually costumes have costumes like, and makeup. The heads of the department are the are the folk that come and accept yeah. it. Yeah, uh, the, the like the highest credited stunt coordinator could accept it on behalf of everybody else. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and and then or you know the academy, it's Hollywood. You guys have an ungodly amount of dough that you yeah. spend an ungodly amount of on this fucking ceremony, right? Like, why don't you just give the whole crew? A little statue make it like the the dundies just like <laughs> some cheap statues that we manufacture here you go yeah that'd be fine that'd probably be more enjoyable to watch you can tell everyone like you're not going to get a full speech mm-hmm. uh, actually they should probably nix the speeches honestly <laughs> yeah yeah it's more of just uh come up accept your award get the fuck out like Francis McDormand, shut the fuck up, take your award, and move on. You don't deserve it anyways, but that's... <laughs> this is not about the Oscars, Dustin. I know, I know. But it would be cool if yeah. stunts got recognized, because there's a lot going into it. You said it, too, where, like, 
the the people performing these stunts they are actually risking their lives and there have been several instances like instances where they die right like a stunt performer has lost their life making a film and right the most they get is a uh, a quick picture of the in memoriam you know yeah memoriam on the stars we lost i think that's kind of shitty like yeah yeah, it definitely does. It definitely is shitty. Obviously, there's a lot of physical sacrifice and bravery that goes into stunt performances and you're just an entire stunt career to do it your entire life and get beat up for a job. Uh, that's a big deal. But there's also a ton of creativity that goes into stunt work and stunt coordination. Like stuntmen are always inventing new moves, just coming up with crazy, cool things. And then they just take it to movie producers and say, hey, I figured out how to do this thing. Do you, do you want to buy this stunt for me, basically? And they'll figure out some movie to put it in. And if it doesn't, they'll just like put it into a script before it even really has a movie because <laughs> right. it's, it's cool and exciting and interesting to look at. Dude, and some of these stunts, some of the stuff that they've been like, it was a lot of fun looking up stunt work in film. Uh, it was really fun watching this whole compilation video of Buster Keaton doing yeah. all this crazy shit in the 1930s, which he's pretty much like the godfather performer of mm -hmm. stunts. Like, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's so fascinating. And that's one of the reasons I love stunts so much is because it is one of the most exciting and interesting parts of filmmaking. It's been around since the very beginning of filmmaking. As soon as people were experimenting with different camera angles and camera movements and and all of that stuff, they were also figuring out crazy things to do on film. And that yeah. generally involved jumping off of things or having things fall on them or special like creative special effects and creative stunts. And so, yeah, Buster Keaton is a huge one where well, and he's he's so such a physical guy. A physical comedy and that yeah. involved a lot of of that same with uh buster keaton and harold lloyd they were just like the biggest harold lloyd was like the tom cruise of the 20s like he <laughs> he just did all of his own stunts and was just this maniac well, that, and that was also the crazy thing was like in the 20s and 30s there weren't really stunt men or like stunt yeah. double like the performer was going to be doing this stuff on their own mm -hmm. uh harold lloyd like people know this guy whether you realize you do or not uh if you've ever seen the clip of the dude hanging off of the clock yeah that's harold lloyd now that was done with some like camera trickery so that he didn't die hanging off of a clock <laughs> but mm -hmm. the shot of him climbing the building is him and that yeah. was a real building that he actually climbed that had he like had a slip up Mm -hmm. potentially could have died you buster keaton you guys know who he is whether you realize it or not you've seen the clip of the guy standing still and the front of the house falls on him but he goes through the open window yeah he actually stood there that took so much planning <laughs> and i can't imagine the amount of like mm -hmm. trial runs because i imagine there had to have been a handful of times when they dropped that that wall yeah it didn't land where like they had placed the X of like where he's going to stand that yeah. variables. You have, are to, going to... you have to do, and this is something we'll talk about a lot. You have to do a lot of 
preparation for a stunt yeah. so that it, the people don't die doing it. And there's <laughs> a lot of often math and things. So either they did it and then just marked where the window was, or they had to like calculate it and get it right. The crazy thing about that stunt, though, I read that wall isn't like a fake foam wall that is <laughs> it was lightweight. Two tons. It was a real <laughs> heavy concrete and wood wall that was 4,000 pounds that <laughs> definitely would have killed him if it, he didn't was in the right spot. And the thing that they used to mark where he needed to stand was a nail in the dirt. Like not the most easy thing to <laughs> see. Right. <laughs> and like, it's crazy. It, but it also got me thinking of like, how many stunts do we as an audience watch that we take for granted or don't really give the full love to because a mm. lot of people would see the wall falling on him and goes through a window. And yeah, the thought immediately is like, Oh, it's gotta be like a styrofoam wall. It's gotta be something yeah. so light that if he does get hit, he's fine. And you're like, no, that was like said 4,000 pounds that they just <laughs> dropped and like, don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Hey, we got it. We're moving on. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, him walking in front of a train, real train, actually going at its speed. He had to walk across the tracks in front of the screen. Yeah. Like, one miscalculation on timing and you're dead. Yeah. It's just crazy watching these old clips and and I just, oh my God. I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> this is absolutely yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, we we have a lot of like great stunts these days and obviously everything that you have now is building on what came before and yep. so people are inspired by those guys pay homage to them and all that stuff and then are always trying to one-up them and and do something crazier so obviously the people we have now tom cruise and jackie chan <laughs> and these guys that are old but still doing their own stunts and being crazy like jackie chan is our generation's buster keaton like they're both yeah. incredibly physical comedy guys that to do these crazy activities uh and so they do deserve being mentioned in the same breath for sure oh 100 like you can't talk stunt work in film without bringing up jackie chan and i'm assuming we're gonna have a whole jackie chan i don't want to call it segment but we'll probably be going <laughs> a little more into chan in a little bit uh yeah. if you didn't listen to our kung fu episode why not? It was a great episode. You should go listen to it and watch it. Cause yeah. you're going to hear about some cool fucking movies. Go watch them. Uh, I lost my train of thought trying to tell you folks to go watch these movies. <laughs> but, well, in it's that episode, we day. talked, we talked a little <laughs> bit about Jackie Chan and his, not, not just him as a performer, but him as a director. And yeah. one of the things I love about him as a director that we mentioned a little bit is that he does, film stunts and wants to show off stunts to yeah. the point where, especially if you watch police story, <laughs> he will break the continuity of the movie to go back and show you that stunt again. Cause it was just that cool. Like a few different angles, at least three or four times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the whole like car scene where it's going down the hill through this, through the like shanty town at the beginning. <laughs> and then definitely the end in the, where he's demolishing a mall uh, and all of the glass within that mall. He he does such awesome stunts in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, another crazy thing that really, like, I feel escalated and become an even, became an even bigger part of, uh, especially, like, action movie stunt work mm -hmm. was stunt drivers, all the stunts with vehicles. That really started yeah. taking off in, like, the 60s and 70s. Thanks to, you brought it up earlier, of, like, these stunt crews 
are constantly coming up with new innovative tools, uh, mm-hmm. techniques, whatever, yada, yada, to not only make the stunt safer for the performers, but to make it look cooler. Yeah. And stunt work behind the wheel became huge, especially with like computers coming out and being able to use a computer simulation to actually kind of precisely calculate time, mm-hmm. kind of do simulations over and over again before you move to like the real trials with the yeah. real vehicles. But one of my favorites is from one of my favorite Bond movies, actually, from The Man mm-hmm. with the Golden Gun. They jump a car and it corkscrews in the air onto yeah. another, like across a river. It's so cool. And it was cool reading about like, oh no, they were using all the, like the new computer technology that was coming out to actually simulate it, to actually do mathematical calculations, which also sent my brain into a, I don't want to say like a tizzy or whatever, but it was just kind of, man, these people yeah, planning and simulating these stunts, they got to be like the smartest fucking people on the planet and they're not getting any credit for being as smart as they are. They have to be crazy intelligent. Yeah. To be coming up with these formulas and this shit. I I'm a dumbass. I couldn't do this at all. (laughs) Yeah. And it's one thing to plan it forever and then, and do all the math and all stuff. That's really hard. I can't imagine doing that obviously, but then to trust it and put your body on the line and get in the car and actually go do it. And and I hope you accounted for all the variables like wind speed and friction. And right. there's no, there's no like duck in the road or something all of a sudden that you didn't plan on uh, and all of that stuff. And we always talk about how much we love practical effects yeah. and practical effects often go hand in hand with stunt work. But I didn't really think about it until this week, how much more complexity that adds to a stunt. Like if, if you are, a stunt man doing a stunt, you're in the middle of the situation and that on its own can be very difficult. But if you add in, oh, and then this thing's going to blow up behind you and then the heat from that could throw off your airplane or all whatever. Like this is, <laughs> you need to account for so many other things where now I do think they can do things safer in the sense that you can add things digitally after the yeah. fact and, and stunt performances have gotten safer and they've invented tools. Like now you don't actually have to free fall off of a building. Uh, <laughs> you can have like this thing attached to you that will make you fall as fast as they want you, but it will always stop you before you get to the bottom. Yeah. So you don't have to like land on an air pad or something <laughs> like that. Not like Alan Rickman and Die Hard, where they're like, we're actually <laughs> dropping you like 30 yeah. feet. Don't worry. Oh, there he goes. You got that, right? Yep, we got it. Sweet. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, trick him into so he doesn't know he's about to fall. But I mean, yeah, so these days we do have the capability or they have the capability of digitally adding some extra texture to it uh, or just a little added whatever to these scenes. Unless you're working with certain directors who are pretty adamant about mm-hmm. keeping CGI or any digital work at an absolute minimum. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you have to blow up an airplane midair. <laughs> you have to <laughs> like yeah. blow an 18 wheeler to flip it onto it. <laughs> like you have to do these things. Yeah. That was like <laughs> one of the most interesting things that I was thinking about. Obviously you're referring to Christopher Nolan. You're referring yeah. to uh, dark Knight and dark Knight rises. But Inception is one of the ones where you he takes the simplest <laughs> stunt, a fist fight, 
<laughs> and decides to put it on this rotating set that's completely practical and now makes it a thousand times more complicated. Right. So I was this fight. I was totally wanting to lead into this because as amazing as the stunts are in Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, mm. um, I, I mean, Tenet, the stunt work in Tenet, yeah, is unreal. It's mind blowing. Those car crashes, he didn't CGI those car crashes. It's yeah. just editing, but they're intense. But the hallway fight scene in Inception is mm-hmm. still one of the most like holy shit moments. Especially because when you watch it, your brain immediately tells you like, yeah, it looks awesome. That's mm-hmm. all CGI. They're on wire work, obviously. Like. Mm-hmm. you're not going to actually spin actors in a <laughs> rotating set. Yeah. And then you watch the making of and you're like, Oh my God, Nolan demanded make the set rotate. And you guys are going to have to adapt to how your body falls yeah. and fight. Go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just the most incredible thing. And it creates the most incredible movie. So I, th- I do think practical effects go hand in hand often with stunts for yeah. that reason, whether it's a, just driving a car or crashing a car or having a fist fight. Um, they just do some of the most amazing things. And it's what one of the things I love most about movies, but you're right. The, the airplane stunt in dark Knight rises is the other one where I'm like, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you flew an airplane, attached it to another airplane, rotated that plane vertical. So that the wings broke off and then blew and then blew up the tail. So people could climb inside while they're flying in the air. <laughs> And then you find out he did it twice so that he could just make sure he got it. I'm like, are you joking me? <laughs> right, right. It's the most uh, insane thing. You're like, that has to be on a set. That has to be like all this stuff. It's like, no, that's an airplane in the sky that they blew up <laughs> on purpose. Well, and, and let's also, I, I have also been guilty of this and no offense, folks, but I think I'm going to, I think I can generalize all of us as movie going audiences in this Mm -hmm. whenever we watch an explosion in a film we think oh cool but the reality Mm -hmm. is the explosion is a crazy dangerous stunt that has to be performed whether the actor is actually doing some kind of like reaction to it or not yeah there's a lot of variables to that explosion and when you have filmmakers like nolan who Mm -hmm. is like oh no we're actually gonna blow up this whole building oh no Mm -hmm. we're actually gonna blow up an airport hey uh like those shock waves those like heat waves that all come off i mean that it's going to affect so many variables and wind speed you don't know where like what's gonna go everything could go wrong unless it happens to just go right yeah so not just with Nolan's films, but really any nineties action movie where it's full of real explosions and it's practical effects. It's not the CGI flames. I mean, some movies do that now, but yeah, that was one of the like latest things to even be possible because fire is so hard to reproduce on digital. Yeah. And it's so fucking dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know, my daughter and I, when we watch action movies or, or whatever, and there's an explosion, her, she constantly, ask like is that a real one like is that real fire (laughs) and it's crazy how many times i end up telling her like yeah that one's real Mm -hmm. like honestly i think there's only been a couple where i've been like no they cgi'd that fire that explosion like that that wasn't them yeah all the rest is like oh no the actor was right there like they had to stand Mm -hmm. at a certain spot and hope that 
the wind didn't pick up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a crazy thing. Not just explosions, but fire in general, like fire and water seem to be like some of the most dangerous things that you can actually work with. Um, The, the fire stunts, I was watching this whole thing and I didn't know, I knew that, being set on fire is dangerous, obviously. I knew that they wear all of this extra protective clothing to do it, but I didn't know that even with that extra protective clothing, you can only be on fire for like 15 seconds. Yeah. So when there's a scene where someone's lit on fire, the whole crew is counting and then they're making sure to like stop it at like 10 seconds and rush in with the fire extinguishers so they don't kill right and there's like a whole separate crew with the extinguishers, the fire department and all that are already yeah. To like blast the performer down with the extinguishers. And then you have the paramedics rushing in to make sure like nothing went wrong. They got to get yeah. those suits off because yeah. I mean, they're the flame suit suits, or... but yeah, you never know. Cause there's always those very, the real life variables. Right. You know, I, I think back to just the, the explanation and follow me. Okay. Follow me. I'm uh, following. So the movie game night, or not game night, sorry. Uh singing Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> uh, the movie office Christmas party. There's yeah. a whole discussion in the film where the CEO of the company is talking to one of their uh, IT folk and they're mm-hmm. arguing on why this algorithm won't work or whatever. And it all pertains around jumping a bridge. Yeah. And they're arguing on the speed of the vehicles and what they should have gone. And Aniston plays the CEO and she starts listing all the real world scenarios that you can't Mm -hmm. just automatically account for in a generalized algorithm. And Mm -hmm. that explanation goes hand in hand with like every stunt that gets planned, every stunt that's being performed is you can plan it up the ass. But when the real world variable comes in, if one like, let's Mm -hmm. say you're driving a motorcycle doing 120 miles an hour, you hit a rock. Right. That happened to roll on the road, you could die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very it's, true. And not, I mean, uh, what amazes me is how often things don't go terribly wrong. Yeah. And also how often things don't go as planned, but it's okay. And it actually looks kind of cooler. There's a scene in uh, Nightcrawler where they're having like a, just a car chase and the cop car gets flipped. And it was supposed to just like get flipped and and go off the side out of the shot, but it actually ended up like flipping and sliding and sparks were flying off of it and just like slid forward. And they're like, that's really cool. Let's leave it in the movie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's not what we planned on, but it worked out okay. Everybody's alive. I I always have to like kind of laugh at myself because as a movie fan, there's something exciting when you like you know the actor did the stunt themselves. And the stunt can be Mm -hmm. something Tom Cruise style where he's fucking flying a helicopter. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, folks, in Fallout, he flew that that whole helicopter chase scene. Tom Cruise is flying that fucking helicopter. (laughs) What? Uh, (laughs) Like, from that extreme to, you brought up Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm going to stick with that. He punches a mirror. I think it was in Nightcrawler where he punches a mirror and he mm-hmm. flips out on it. That's considered a stunt. And he performed the stunt or Leonardo DiCaprio slamming the skull down on the table in Django. Like these little yeah. things are all still considered stunts and they all ended up having 
bodily harm yeah. to the performer. And you're like, oh yeah, there's a reason why the insurance companies yeah. are usually telling the actors and the production studios and the directors, like they're not performing this. Mm-hmm. And it's because they cost a lot of money, especially when they get injured and you have yeah. real blood and real <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we need them to, <laughs> continue to perform and we need their face to be recognizable is the main thing (laughs) but yeah those those things they're 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 not that difficult i mean they don't seem that difficult but they are dangerous if you don't do them correctly and stunt performers have all of the experience to make sure they do it correctly they know if you're gonna punch a window punch it like this so you don't break your hand uh (laughs) and all that he pushed it wrong but it looks cool on screen so we're keeping it (laughs) it's always interesting to me where the line is of like should a an actual actor like the the actors of the movie do the stunt or should we bring in a stunt person or a stunt double to do it and it seems to be there's no clear line like sometimes i think it depends on like the level of movie you're doing obviously if you're just doing like a not a triple a level movie and you don't have the budget for a whole stunt crew then you have to do more you're just it's a bunch of people making a low budget movie you have to do what you have mm-hmm. to do um but there's often like i sometimes actors don't drive their own cars even though they drive cars every day in their life <laughs> but you don't drive a car on set because you just you're not licensed and able to like <laughs> operate this vehicle <laughs> so they don't even if it's just like driving in and parking the car they need a stunt person to do that and then they yeah fake the rest it it is funny how like how stunt teams and performers coordinators whatever from as little things you know i've been listening to uh the office ladies podcast which Mm -hmm. office fans check this podcast out it's awesome Uh, but they talk about having to have stunt coordinators on set when they were just like lighting candles or (laughs) You know, for the parkour, the joke parkour scene where they're fucking mm-hmm. around in the office, they had to have a stunt coordinator explain to them how to jump on furniture. Yeah, it's kind of it's silly. Yeah, because for like all of us, we're like, "Fuck, I could jump on my couch right now and do the like parkour, parkour, <laughs> and I'd be fine." We're not actors. We're not yeah. paid for our faces, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody cares if you bust your bust your dumb lip. But, you know, Carell trips and falls off that couch and, like, breaks his wrist or something. There's some financial repercussions that could come from that or setbacks in the show, which could like it's crazy how long the line or the ripple effect could come into play. Mm -hmm. Uh, We brought up Tom Cruise. Yeah. The the entire (laughs) Mission Impossible series, like the dude is out of his fucking mind. Yeah. But not just Mission Impossible, any action movie he's in, he's doing his stunts. And he's right. known for also pushing his co-stars to at least be a part of the stunt. Uh, yeah. It's like, don't be a bitch, dude. Right. Dude, come on, do the stunt with me. So I, I read a thing with, um, oh my God, I lost the actor's name. He's in the new Top Gun. He plays uh, Young Goose. Son. Yeah. Uh, yeah, What's I know who you're talking about. Name? Anyways, he was talking. He's the other guy that's not Ansel. What's his face? But they're they look similar. Yeah, he was talking about how Tom Cruise had everyone who was going to be playing a, a pilot. Like he made all of them go and do 
the zero G thing. He made them all go on these jets so they mm-hmm. could better perform the scenes when they're doing it. And so they could pass out. And right. right. Stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> you brought up the question of, is there a, a line where an actor maybe shouldn't be doing their own stunts? And, and I kind of have to be like, I kind of would say, you know what, Tom, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I think that it's such a, obviously it's a cool thing. You want to be able to say that you did it and, but at the same time you want to live. So where's the balance there? You don't want to be a diva, but you also want to not die on the outside of a building. Is it, is it being a diva when you're like, you know what? I feel like not free falling. I yeah. feel like not you know what, Tom? This is not in my job description. <laughs> I am supposed to show up, read dialogue, yeah. give you some stern eye fate, you know, eye expressions, and yeah. then we call cut for the day and I go home safe. Yeah. I can t- cry on demand, but my <laughs> feelings are the only thing that I'm going to damage today. And that's okay. Damn it. <laughs> The you mentioned insurance companies before. I read a crazy thing. So everybody knows, obviously, the the ghost protocol stunt where he's climbing on the outside of the tallest building in the world in Dubai. I didn't know that Tom Cruise fired the film's insurance company so that he could do that stunt himself. Like he was, he was, he wanted to do it so badly that he said, "I don't care if we this entire <laughs> film is not insured. You are fired. Somebody else will insure the film instead." <laughs> like. Post stunt, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. What's on the other oh, no, side? We already did maybe, that shit. You're good. <laughs> maybe I'll rehire you once we're on the other side of it. His stunts in these movies is unreal, and there's actually a lot of them that I I feel are underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones that blows my mind every time it's in the third movie, and it, it's such a simple one. Well. Mm-hmm. To us normal folk, we think it's a simple one because all he's doing is running across right. like rooftops and, and jumping down and running across a bridge. I think it's such an underrated uh, stunt, though, uh-huh. because that amount of balance and concentration when he's running at that Tom Cruise speed and he's yeah. like running on the like very narrow rooftops and jumping down, maintaining speed, mm-hmm. maintaining balance and like all the all the train is changing on him and then going through people like i find that crazy underrated because if i tried that shit i yeah. would make it 5 feet maybe before i <laughs> yeah. slipped off that fucking roof <laughs> yeah it's so true and there's something about the way tom cruise runs that you feel like he's going 60 miles an hour i don't know what it is i don't know if it's the way that jj abrams filmed that i don't know if it's Dude, the way he's that so tom- like rigid he's, he's so vertically standing <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right but he looks like he's going so fast. And and a, a stunt person probably couldn't make that same performance. So it does translate, I think. I mean, he you got to give Cruz a credit. Obviously, he's going to train with stunt coordinators, with the whole crew. He's yeah. going to train and prep for this stuff. Uh, the other one that I think people overlook a lot is, I want to say it was the fourth one, uh, where he had to hold his breath for like six mm. minutes. And swim and get knocked around in this tank. So he actually got knocked around in this tank and had to hold his breath for that long to the point where Brad Bird, the director, called cut because he thought Cruz drowned or was drowning. And when they pulled Cruz out of the water, he was like, Why'd you cut it? What we're, and he was like, You're dying. No, I was acting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just looked like I was drowning. (laughs) But I'm like, 
Have you ever tried to hold your breath? Just it's sitting, hard it's hard as fuck. And I can't hold my breath for shit. I don't yeah. even smoke. I have good lungs. Yeah. Can't hold my breath for shit. Well, I think it's the kind of thing that takes practice. So you definitely have to do that, especially when you are like in the water and you have the pressure right. of the water and stuff. It makes it a whole different. And, and then on top of like all the movement and swimming around that he had to do. So I, those two stunts I find very underrated, but I yeah. love watching those stunts in the movies because every time I'm like, there's a whole crew biting their fucking nails. There's a whole like there's stunt doubles sitting in the wings going, God damn it, God damn it, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I glad I don't have to do it because <laughs> it's a risk I don't need. <laughs> but the other in Rogue Nation, where he holds onto the side of that plane on the outside of the airplane and as it's dude. taking off. I apparently that wasn't even in the script. He just wanted to do it and they figured out a way to make it happen. And they did it. I want to say they did it like six times where he had to hold on the side. They had to fly because like they were trying to get the focal point on it. Correct. Yeah. And get like just the right reaction. Um, there's another one, which, which impossible movie is it? It may have been fallout. Um, where he jumps no, out. It's lane. Yeah. It's the, it's the drop. The halo jump? The halo jump, yeah. Yeah. So he did it like a hundred times or something. So there needs to be an asterisk to this one. Okay. Yes, he performed this stunt tons of times, too many times. I think he was just getting off on it because that's what Cruz does. Yeah, blowing the movie budget. But that cameraman... Also, Halo jumps out of the plane and follows Cruz down. Like, that was not a digital shot. Yeah. The cameraman had to do it the jump. It wasn't like a GoPro on his helmet the whole time. Right. <laughs> you know, like, this was another guy who had to run out the plane and Halo jump with Cruz. Yeah. Every take. Yeah. Give that a, guy some yeah. fucking credit. That's a shared joint stunt <laughs> like, thing. And I feel so bad for that guy because he gets no recognition. No one realizes like, oh, no, there was another dude who had mm -hmm. to jump that many times. I'm sure he was shitting his pants every time. <laughs> like, why the fuck are we doing this scene? Why the fuck are we doing this scene? Yeah. <laughs> but it makes for such a cool movie. Last fucking time I work on a Tom Cruise action movie. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, Tom Cruise's stunts, though, are just, they're mind-blowing. And he yeah. does them multiple times. And, I mean, I love the the MI series, All most of them. I think they're just a joy to watch. It's one of the, the best series, in my opinion. And the stunts are just, like, the cherry on top of just awesome stories. Mm -hmm. But then the stunts add into what's so exciting about him. I mean, you see trailers for a new mission movie and you're like, Oh shit. The first thing people think of is like, what crazy shit is he going to do? And they always yeah. show you at least one in the trailer, but then you get to go and see him do all the other ones that you're like, this guy's out of his goddamn mind. Yeah. And he's in his fifties. <laughs> well, the trailers are always like, they barely tell you anything about the story because they're like, okay, so he's on an impossible mission. Ready? Okay. So, <laughs> Then he goes and does all of these stunts in order to accomplish the mission. And that's the movie. And, and the like, whole okay. time you're going to be like, God damn it. What is yeah. wrong with him? <laughs> like, okay. I'm going to go see that. Definitely. And, and we do, we go in droves. <laughs> yeah. Droves.
you mentioned like the the smallest scene where he's running across the rooftop. It reminded mm-hmm. me of uh, I watched this YouTube video this week. I was just watching so many like stunts and behind the scenes things. I watched this one about uh, so the James Bond movie to li- uh, live and let die. Yep. He there's this super the short scene. Yes, yeah. there's a super short scene. It's like two <laughs> seconds where James Bond runs across the backs of alligators. And I assumed that they were fake alligators. Apparently they're real alligators. And he, this, this stunt guy uh, or the alligator handler who is doing the stunt runs across the back of like three alligators. It took him like six times to do it or something like that. But he, he does it. You watch their actual movie, it's two seconds, and it's like yeah. over. And you're like, that, you don't have to put that in the movie. But it does make it a little bit more exciting, a little bit cooler. You get a little laugh. Uh, it pays off. And and then you have that thought, when I found out they were real gators this week as well, because I didn't know that until <laughs> I was reading about stunts and films and some of people's favorite stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, I read like, no, they were real gators. Immediately my brain was like, Oh shit. That means if he stepped wrong or a gator did that like snap back on him yeah. and caught him, like, he'd be yeah. dead. All like, of a sudden you can find yourself <laughs> in their mouth and not on their back very and quickly. Being death rolled underwater and then having yeah. several others show up and death rolling you at the same time. Like Yeah. You end up was... on that show when animals attack all of a sudden, <laughs> not in the new James Bond movie. But like you said, the final shot is like two three seconds it's so mm-hmm. fast if if two or three seconds yeah and you're yeah. like that dude risked his life and general audiences might be like risk he didn't risk he ran across him yeah i've never ran across an alligator don't plan i don't to. have very good i don't plan to <laughs> uh you know last week we talked about like <laughs> the manly dream of fighting off a bear and winning or uh, a mountain lion and winning yeah uh, i a lot like that. I don't really have that dream to yeah. go toe to toe with a gator or run across a gator. I'm I understand. Sure if I found myself. I understand. I would die immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna do well. We established that last week, folks. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but like, but that was another thing that I also started really taking into consideration. Not just for this episode, but ever since like my daughter started asking questions about stunt work or explosions and all that film. Mm-hmm. Some of these stunts that take so much time, usually months of planning mm-hmm. and preparation. If they end up on in the final cut, if they end up in the final cut, right? sometimes it's only briefly sometimes it's so fast that you don't really notice it or it's not focused on or anything yeah and it's like these people deserve so much like respect because they're putting Mm -hmm. all this work in for a couple seconds screen time just to ensure a it looks cool and b like everyone's gonna make it home after they call cut Mm -hmm. like hopefully the paramedics have a boring day on set Right. Yeah, there's there's a lot of instances where the time it takes to set up for it, the time it takes to actually do it is so long. And then you see the final film like like Westerns are a great example. Yeah, I've, I've always loved Westerns and especially for the stunts where a guy gets like shot on the top of a building and he falls off. They'll just cut away. Scene moves on. 
you don't realize he had to fall off of a building onto some <laughs> pad and hopefully do it right and not break his neck. And yeah, you're, well, you're totally right. And even to simplify the Western stunt, riding a horse, right? like making the horse run at full speed, do a full mm -hmm. gallop, and you're having to let go of the rein and fire a rifle or a shotgun. Yeah. That takes some pretty intensive, like, core. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Riding without holding on to your reins or anything is definitely a skill you have to learn. And, well, and often your stunt people doing them. And doing stunts with with animals. Yeah. I mean, it's there's like the two golden rules in Hollywood of like, don't work with children, don't work with animals. And there's a reason, especially for the animals, because <laughs> they're going to do what they want to do at some point. Yeah. And they weigh so much. A child is annoying, but they're not going to kill you if they decide right. to do what they want to do. Animals have a mind of their own and could kill you. And, and yeah, even a horse, you walk behind a horse and it's having like a yeah. bad moment. It could kick you. And yeah. Or you you have to like fall over and the horse falls on you and now your legs are broken forever because it's yeah. crushed your spine. So it, it's great. Like, especially prepping for this episode, but just over the last couple of years, revisiting a lot of like our, our favorite movies, like we've been doing, uh, it's crazy how much more I've been noticing, especially when it comes to all the different kinds of stunt work, whether it's yeah. super comedic, which is always a blast to watch, but even those <laughs> comedic stunts take mm -hmm. a lot of timing and planning to do because you still don't want to injure anyone, even right. if it's like just a silly slapstick thing. Yeah, whenever uh, I think of stunts, I think of like action movies. But going into this, I was like, yeah, comedies have so many comedy, stunts. Comedy stunt work is where it all began. Yeah, <laughs> like, because it's it's hilarious to see people fall down and get hit by cars and hit by bats and all this stuff. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous, too. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. But it's it's a blast. We We as an audience love watching this stuff. And the stunt scenes are usually the scenes that are always going to stick out in our minds because it's mm -hmm. like the most exciting or it's just watching stunts is a blast. It's yeah. so much fun. It's just yeah. crazy to me how like widespread stunt work actually is because mm -hmm. for a lot of people, myself included for a long time, I feel viewed stunts, like you said earlier, where it's action movies like mm -hmm. something's got to blow up. Someone's got to dive off of a building. Someone's got to, you know, yada, yada. But the stunt work is like, oh, no, it goes forever. Charlie Chaplin had to do stunt work. The Three Stooges were doing stunt work. Like, right. and, and all of a sudden you start learning about what it took for them to do those and the repercussions that it had. Mm -hmm. Like the Stooges were constantly injured. They yeah. had severe physical problems due to the slapstick stunt work that they did when I watch it and they're like busting boards over their heads. You're thinking, okay, I know that wasn't a real board. Yeah. But when you get hit in the head, mm -hmm. X number of takes every episode that you're making or a little short that you're making, like it, that could still cause a head injury. People yeah. freak out about like the NFL having head injuries. Don't at me, <laughs> but like, what about all these other performers? Yeah. Who are taking blows to the body constantly. Mm -hmm. I can't believe Harrison Ford's jaw 
is still attached to his face. How many times and stories you read about him telling his co-stars, no, actually punch me. Like, right. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was, I was watching this thing. Uh, if you're a fan of The Raid, which everybody should be, it's a great movie. You should be. It's amazing. Gareth Evans talks a lot about, about the stunts that went into it. And they had freaking uh, the, the fights in that movie, the, especially the final fight sequence. It's just in on film, it's like a six minute nonstop fight. And he said, normally stunt coordinators and martial arts coordinators and all these people want two or three days for every minute of action. So they should yeah. have had like 14, 15 days to shoot it. They had eight days to shoot it. And so that means it doesn't mean that they took less time. It just means they worked longer days, basically. <laughs> so they these stunt guys were getting beaten up relentlessly for 14 hours a day. And and even though they wore padding as much as they could, and you know, they pulled their punches a little bit, but they did still want them to fight like full body contact as much as they could. And that's part of the reason why the raid is so good. You can tell. That guy's like he's putting weight into that. That's a serious punch, <laughs> and so it means that these guys they had serious like injuries throughout the film, and they did have some accidents with like the different stunts that they had to do. But the, the just imagine going to work. Okay, I'd have this job for three months or whatever, mm -hmm. but it means that I have to go fourteen hours a day and get beat up every day. <laughs> but but I'm taking a whooping. Every day yeah. <laughs> for the three months. Like, I, I don't get a, a day of rest. I'm going to be fighting every day. That's yeah. exhausting. It's nonstop. That's crazy exhausting. And, yeah. I, like, I get it. People train their bodies. People do all this, like, the bodybuilding and all that, right? Conditioning of their bodies. Mm -hmm. I'm just some schlub who sits at home on my <laughs> fat ass and watches the movies and enjoys them. But I'm yeah. like, man. I took myself, I was like, okay, you're going to go for just a nice walk, like find a good pace. You're going to walk for like a half hour, right? Mm -hmm. Just go in that direction. I walked for a half hour. I did it. And then I realized like, oh, I got to walk back. And that <laughs> moment of like, I got to walk back. I was like, dude, yeah, this is sad. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, an Uber. Like, God damn it. I made it home and all, but like, I, and, and I used to be in better shape and all that, but even when I was in pretty good shape, yeah, I still don't think I would ever be able to get to the point like these performers are. And these performers are exhausted, but they're still able to exert so yeah. much. Yeah. And it, that's, it's, that's the main thing is I, I appreciate how hard they worked, how dedicated yeah. they were. For entertainment. I mean, it's not like you're saving somebody's life or like it's your, your job is entertaining people and you're pushing the boundaries of it. And that's awesome. And so all I could do is sit at home and, and be skinny fat like I am and, <laughs> and watch and appreciate how much work you put into it and how much dedication you had. It's just, it's just blows my mind. Yeah. It's unreal. And it's even more. I appreciate it so much more. And I think there's something about just being a person. You appreciate it so much more when you know it was real. You know, they yep. really did that thing. It wasn't just three guys on a green screen and then they just added it all in post. No, they got yanked off of that building and they are attacked. Even if they got pulled by cables or whatever, you fell and you could have died and a lot of things could have happened. And it was real to some extent. Cable work. 
is another thing that blows my mind. When you watch like behind the scenes of actors who are attached to the cables or the pulley systems that like, hey, we're going to yank you really hard backwards, but don't worry, you're going to hit a pad. Yeah. You know what goes through my mind every time is like, but that initial like jerk. Yeah. You could get whiplash. Like your body's still going to be like, <laughs> like you could still potentially get crazy hurt and you're hooked up to all this system. Yeah. Designed to keep you safe. And it's like, well, the safe is relative in some right. stunts. <laughs> you got to stretch it out first. Got to limber up. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give Tom Holland a lot of credit here. Well, not just him, but like working in front of the green screens or knowing they're going to add a lot in post and know that there's going to be a lot of CGI work that you don't have to do yourself. Yeah. But I'm going to give Holland a lot of credit because the kid has done the training to to condition his body to be able to do these flips, these mm-hmm. like mid-air spins, to work on the wire like he needs to and able to perform. Yeah. Yes, they CGI some of the stuff with him because some of it they're like, we literally can't capture <laughs> this without CGI. Yeah. Uh, that That's fine. But the stuff that he actually does is really fun to watch. And I love why I, I love seeing all the behind the scenes stuff of him, like practicing in between takes, seeing him actually go into the set and just all of his routine of working at, all these flips and all the like from different heights, all these spins and all like it blows my mind. And then mm-hmm. they attach them to the, the cables and you're like, the kid still has to do it while like being controlled all of a sudden. Now he's giving up control of his body to the, this team of people, mm-hmm. but he still has to do what he's been trained. Like that's a lot of just mental strength and right. body strength. So I give Tom Holland a ton of credit. I It's one of the things I love about watching all of his work as Spider-Man is just knowing like this kid has actually been busting his ass to be able to do a lot of this. Yeah. It's nuts to me. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah, Those (laughs) kinds of people that take, take it seriously that are, you're not just preparing for a role. Some people go into a role and they spend six months preparing for it. Obviously, to be in the kind of shape that Tom Holland and Tom Cruise and all these other people are in, it takes your entire life of dedication (laughs) to being able to actually get to that point. And that's I think that's so great. Obviously, Keanu Reeves is on that level as well, where he will dedicate himself to learning, not just rehearsing a scene, but learning these skills. And I think it's one of the most interesting things where... Uh, he he learns the skills and puts in months and months and months of hard work every day, eight hours a day, learning firearm stuff and jujitsu and martial arts and all this other stuff. And and then he just takes it and it, it I think it pays off because you're oh, able 100%. to just you're able to just go into a scene and like the in the first John Wick, what that nightclub big fight scene, yeah, uh, he was able to memorize it. And, and he learned that scene that day. Like he didn't have a bunch of rehearsal for it. He just knew all of the other stuff that led into it, applied it to the scene and did it. And it, it looked like he knew what he was doing. And I think that's the main thing that comes through on screen. You know, you you hear Reeves is another one, a lot like Cruz, but not to the extreme. Yeah. 
not as extreme as Cruz, but you hear interviews with co-stars, especially with the John Wick series or the Matrix series, uh, where the co-stars are all talking about like the dude is trained from the moment he finds out he's going to get this role. Mm-hmm. He's prepping for it. And the action stuff. Yeah, he's dedicating himself to the martial arts, but not just learning the moves, but he's learning like the traditions. He's learning all the philosophies. He's he completely just dives into it so that when he does have to perform in front of the camera, mm-hmm. not only is he going to have a blast doing it because he's said like, Hey, it's so much fun. Yeah. But he's so convincing when he does this. And it, it blows my mind watching him, especially in John wick. Cause you're like, you're, you're kind of an older dude. Yeah. Like, and you're playing this guy who's just beat the fuck up, mm-hmm. but your fighting skills are incredible and i love hearing interviews with like the martial arts teams that train him and the stunt coordinators stunt teams talk about working with him and they're like he's a joy because he's he's there and he knows his limits which i think is also smart yeah he actually knows like i can't actually get hit by this car (laughs) because age is still a thing and (laughs) like i don't want to risk you busting my hip uh but I like that he knows this limit. I actually respect that a lot, mm-hmm. um, mainly because of all the other stuff that he does allow himself to do and he knows he can do. But yeah. his stunt work is awesome. And hit. I love how involved he is with not just the coordinator, but the entire stunt crew. And he's yeah. notorious for that. And the actor, his co-stars are notorious for talking about like how involved he is in all of it and then how he gets them to also participate in a lot of it and kind of... Mm-hmm try to follow his example with that. I think that's awesome just on so many levels. And then the final product is so good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's very telling. And I think Keanu Reeves is a great example because he is a star. Obviously he he draws people to go to movies, but I think he also is pretty humble. He seems to comes across to me as a pretty humble guy who will put in the work, but also, appreciates his stunt doubles and stunt coordinators and directors and stuff. Uh, you brought it up at the very beginning, uh, the director of John Wick, Chad Strahalski, uh, he, yeah. he was a double for, uh, for Keanu Reeves on the matrix. They like, I think met there and then he directed John Wick and he, he was, he started out as a stunt guy. Like he, yeah. he went on to direct John Wick and uh, basically John Wick, the series, changed action movies in a way we haven't seen since the matrix, which he was also a part of. He was a stunt coordinator and stunt double on the matrix. And so that those things are so impactful. Um, but the, the other thing about uh, kind of that, that feeling of the crews and the actors appreciating stunt people, um, it reminded me of I, I one movie I wanted to watch this week. I watched it a long time ago, and I wanted to make sure to shout it out on this episode because it applies so perfectly, and I don't think a lot of people have heard about it. There's a movie from the 70s called Hooper with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it is seriously the coolest movie, especially if you're at all interested in stunts. It's a comedy. It's an action comedy. I think you've talked about Hooper a couple times, actually, like in our have early, I? early episodes. I, I think you have. Okay. Uh, it, you need to check it out because it. I think it perfectly captures. Burt Reynolds plays a stuntman, and he is, it, it does such a good job of capturing what that is like, like what it takes to 
gear up and go out and get on the motorcycle and do a stunt and not have the director really pay any attention to you. You're mm -hmm. just, especially early on in the seventies, you were just a guy who's disposable, uh, a body to do this thing. And, and, but the, the actor that you're doubling for the star, he thinks you're awesome. And he wants to like pat you on the back. He wants you to teach him to do all this stuff. He like, he, he thinks you're cool. The crew is all applauding you. Cause like you just did this cool thing. But you're, you know, you're in pain all the time. You're, you're, you're not getting that much glory, and you're mostly just screwing around with your friends and, and yeah. going and doing dangerous <laughs> stuff. So Hooper is such a cool movie for that. Like, actually, you see the excitement and the glory of it, mm -hmm. but also the not getting the recognition you deserve side of it as well. And so I think it's just kind of like a love letter to stunt people and and there's oh, yeah. a lot of stunt women in it as well like they're like actually like stunt women are jumping from car to car and like and doing horse falls and all this stuff so it's a really cool movie from the 70s and funny so, too i i feel like that's a really good segue because i also wanted to give a, a shout out to a movie i'm not even a fan of okay but i love the stunt work and especially towards like the end of the film. Uh, but I, I feel like Zoe Bell yeah. is such a, like, if you don't know Zoe Bell, where the fuck have you been? She's yeah. awesome. She's mm -hmm. an Australian stunt woman who made it big in a Quentin Tarantino film called Death Proof, uh, where she kind of plays herself. I think she's and New Zealand and she's going to be New offended. Zealand. Sorry. Offended. Yeah, yeah. You said she was Australian. I, know, I didn't mean to. I pulled an American <laughs> card and just generalized. I'm yeah. sorry. You have a funny uh, South Asian accent. <laughs> uh, damn it. <laughs> uh, from New Zealand. But I, I rewatched like the stunt work of her on the hood of the car while it's racing down the road. In death proof. And, in death proof and, and just what that kind of takes. And then watching like the interviews with Quentin Tarantino about it and with her about it and mm -hmm. the preparation that went behind it. And she was like, it really boiled down to, I just had to hold on to the car. Yeah. So that's what I did. It's like <laughs> that kind of mentality is so crazy to me. I'm just yeah. like the stunt person's brain is so different than ours. Mm -hmm but on such a simplistic way that maybe all of us should be yeah. at the same time. Like it just had to be done. So that's yeah. what I did. It's kind like, of like <laughs> binary in a weird way. It was like, okay, I'll, I won't die if I do this. So do that. Don't do that. Cause that will kill you. So if I, if I do this and I don't do that, I'll be okay. All right. So that's what we're doing. Hold on. Don't let go. You'll be okay. <laughs> And it's crazy watching her on the hood of that car. I mean, the car's speeding around. It's not going super straight. It swerves around. She's yeah. got a whole... Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, not capable. So when I see things <laughs> that I know I'm just... there's, I would never be capable. Mm -hmm. It blows my mind. And especially in preparation for this episode. It, it, I don't know. I, I feel like learning about some of the history of stunt work, especially from the Buster Keaton days and the, the Harold Lloyd days up to now, I'm just, I'm like, I almost feel hyper aware of all the different kinds of stunts and the stunt people mm -hmm. that are doing this stuff. Uh, and I do love it. I love that Zoe Bell has become more than just a stunt woman. She's like a complete yeah. actress now. She's doing all this stuff, but I, I thoroughly I enjoy, be... I thoroughly enjoy every time I see her and she's just delivering dialogue. I think she's hilarious. Right. But I, I, I appreciate especially that she came from stunts. She does, does those stunts in Death Proof. It's amazing. 
Yeah, and, and I feel like she would probably be a joy to work on set with, especially yeah. on like a, a, a stunt-filled film, because she would be there. She would almost be like the perfect person to have shooting the scene with. Has that expertise and everything. Because she could like, as the scene's developing, she could be telling you and helping out the stunt coordinator. And like, I just, yeah. I feel like that added uh, resource would just be so beneficial. And she just yeah. seems like such a nice person. She seems like, really she cool. She seems for great. Sure. I, I don't, I've never taken the time to look it up or figure out if anybody knows this, but in my mind, I like to imagine in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when that scene where uh, Brad Pitt throws Bruce Lee into the side of the car, it's right before she comes out onto the scene and she just has dialogue and she's really hilarious in it. But I'm like, you're a stunt woman. You may have even consulted on throw this guy into this car this way and uh, make sure I would imagine she probably did just out of like, I would say just second nature, but honestly, I would imagine Tarantino probably had her and his actual stunt coordinator yeah. talking about like, here's how you need to fold your body as you hit. Here's how you need yeah. to actually throw him. Don't the hit proper... your head. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine that it would have been such a collective discussion. Uh, and I, And I think it's awesome that actors, for the most part, you hear about actors being like, almost forced to be so open-minded, but mm -hmm. I don't want to say forced to be, I think, I think it shows more respect to the stunt crews and the stunt performers when the actor is so open-minded about here's how you need to perform the scene, mm -hmm. because if you don't do it this way, you could cause damage. So I think the actors need to be, and I think it's awesome when you hear about actors that are so like, Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm clueless. I need to do what they say, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> excuse me, Ryan Reynolds is a good example of that, especially with the Deadpool series. Mm -hmm. That dude praises his stunt double so much. I think that's so awesome that he, and he, he's very open about it, like, yeah, I, I'm not allowed to do any of my own shit. I, <laughs> I get to wear the mask and the suit. Yeah. Deliver the dialogue. But as soon as he's flipping around in the air and sword fighting, mm -hmm. like I'm not allowed to do that. I can't yeah. do that. I'm too <laughs> like, pretty to do that. <laughs> even though, even though he's not like, He's pretty ugly in Deadpool. If you haven't yeah. watched Deadpool, but it needs what? to be, he needs to stay good looking for later movies. Like that's right, the right, thing. right. Um, but I think I just I love seeing when actors put their stunt doubles in yeah. the in the spotlight, show them that love, that respect, of, mm -hmm. and make it known to the fans like can't do it, they can. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> they get the credit, and I think that's. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons why we would like to see them honored at the Oscars because they do deserve that credit. Yeah. I think it's an it's it's an also something that has only really been happening kind of recently it seems like. So back in the day, maybe 90, 70s, 80s, 90s, they stunt people were doing a lot of crazy stunts, very dangerous stunts and not getting any credit for it. Um that's one of the kind of things that Hooper shows is that he's like rushed out. He's he's kind of rushed into doing this thing. The director's like, come on, do it, do it, do it. He's like, I'm trying to do it safely. Please don't rush me. Um, <laughs> but I think since The Matrix, The Matrix, I think, really allowed uh, stunt coordinators to have time to actually train the teams, train the crews, work with the actors, uh, and and get everybody on the same page to come up with really amazing things. Mm -hmm. And I think that changed Hollywood's mindset where since the matrix people, movies in general have been, 
giving stunt coordinators and and all of these people more time to prepare for these things. And I think it's made better movies, bigger movies, more exciting movies. And so yeah. it's definitely a good thing. I, I love seeing the credit given. Uh, I do wish the Academy would pull their heads out of their asses for this. I wish they pulled their head out of their asses for so much, <laughs> yeah. but again, we're sticking to stunts. We're sticking to stunts. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I do wish that they would get <clears throat> a more public uh, recognition or, or just love from people in general. I, mm-hmm. I know like when I was younger, you loved watching action movies with huge, stunt filled set pieces and all that uh, car chases are one of my all-time favorite things to watch and especially in action films and i i always feel they're so i don't want to say underrated but people don't seem to like i i feel like people don't give them the appreciation they deserve one of my all-time favorite car chases is in a movie called ronin with yeah. robert de niro that Great car movie. chase is insane yeah it's not crazy like fast and furious but it's so real yeah it feels so and the stakes are so high mm-hmm. you know i brought up tenant earlier that whole highway scene in tenant is mind-blowing to me matrix reloaded yeah the highway scene in that the whole like her going through on the motorcycle her stunt double mm-hmm. she's traveling over 100 miles an hour going in and out of cars with a passenger yeah what yeah yeah there's <laughs> like, a lot of crazy ones like that i just i feel like these performers they just uh, i don't know i i feel like they need more champion behind them or more bigger mm-hmm. champions behind them uh i do love seeing i agree with you i feel like in the last 20-ish years uh stunt performers stunt crews have been getting more recognition especially from like the actors and the mm-hmm. the directors and stuff coming out and just being like, Hey, you guys loved watching this, but you got to understand we would never have any of that if it wasn't for these folks. Right. Cause right. they're the ones doing this. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you've heard of the Taurus world stunt awards. There is an award show, yeah. not an award show, but an award ceremony that does celebrate stunts. I, I found out about it this week and was okay. like, I like remembered. I feel like I was like, wasn't there something on like spike TV or something random? Huh? And, there... and so I was like Googling, I was like, what are the, like, are there stunt awards? Somebody has to do stunt awards. And there is the Taurus world stunt awards with that were created fairly recently. I think in the early two thousands by the guy that founded Red Bull. Um, <laughs> of all it, things, that's kind of oddly fitting. <laughs> yeah, it, it works out. And but they have a they have a really good website. If you are interested in stunts, or you just want to know what were the biggest stunts nominated that year, you can go to the Taurus World Stunt Awards website, and they actually will show you uh, who what not just what movies were nominated, but who was nominated, like what performer <laughs> and and for what type of stunts so they have different categories of stunts they have like best fight and best high work on a on a building or whatever and stunt rigging and work with the vehicle and and uh stunt women and and hardest hit and things like that but but then they will show you like specifically okay in once upon a time in hollywood 
five guys got blasted by a flamethrower and had to be on fire for this many seconds and, and all this stuff. And so they like, they break it down in a very like specific um, amount of detail, which I really like. It's like this guy fell off of a 104 foot building through an awning onto the concrete and uh, with no, like with wires, but no pad or something like that. And so they're like, break it down in very specific detail so you know just how impressive it really was <laughs> and i i love that that they do that detail and i think that's do great. they is it aired i don't is know it... if it's on anything that's one thing i didn't look up i should look that up stunt awards it should be if it's not that would be really cool uh, created by the so guy. I, I feel like that would be an award show. I would want to try to follow and try to get watched because I, I imagine that kind of award ceremony would not be so stupid, formal and pretentious, but just a bunch of people there to be like, that shit is crazy. Look at what they did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. There was, there was a super short lived award show. It may have been on Spike as well, <laughs> long time ago, but it like showcased uh, comedy, horror, sci-fi, fantasy. Okay. It, it was basically showcasing like here's all the movies that Hollywood like snubs because yeah. it, it, they're not pretentious enough. So we're going to celebrate all this crap but because there's a lot that goes like. into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it only went on for like two years, maybe, and then. Okay. But they never advertise that shit. And I'm like, guys, you got to market this. Uh, yeah. Like, if you like had the means, please market it. An award show for the people kind of thing. Right. It doesn't look like it's aired anywhere. I think it's just oh, like see, a private ceremony for the industry. Like, the people that are doing it, celebrating each other kind of thing. I feel like with the right marketing or... yeah. And with Red Bull's money, I feel like you'd be, I mean, they do like a bunch of, uh, a bunch of different big events with stunts and stuff. They had a guy fall from space, so I'm sure they could figure it out. Remember that guy? Yeah, I remember that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was like just outside the atmosphere, right? Yeah, he was on the edge of space and just skydive. (laughs) Just dropped down. Yeah. Which would be a stunt by itself. So we've been we've been talking pretty serious about all these stunts and these stunt performers with Chan and and Harold Lloyd and Tom Cruise and all this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's 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 not skip over my personal favorite stunt crew who okay. just embrace stupidity. <laughs> I knew you were going here. <laughs> I was like, this, you're, you're sounding like you're trying to be serious, but I know this is not going to be serious at all. <laughs> yes. And, which um, is a very different kind of stunt crew. But different kind of stunt. Still stunts. But they have they're still stunt performers. Co- coordinators on set, making sure they don't die. They've got all the paramedics. Everything has to be done to a T because there could be severe... And there often is yeah. severe body damage. They're supervised done. by professionals, even though they're not really professionals and they actually get hurt a lot more than real stunt people do. But they're considered professionals because they've been doing it for like 30 something years now. Yeah. Uh, 
But the Jackass crew is so much fun to watch. Yeah. And it was funny. I had to laugh because, like, preparing for this episode, I thought about, hey, it would be funny just to obviously throw in the jab of, like, dude, Jackass. You can't talk stunts without Jackass. (laughs) Yeah. And I was going to do it as a joke. But then I started looking at, like, professional stunt breakdowns, like, Mm -hmm. from actual filmmaking stunt performers, coordinators, and all this. And they all seem to focus on one stunt from the Jackass crew that they're like, this is insane. (laughs) This is a top stunt. Can't believe they actually did this shit. Yeah. And that came from the third movie with Steve-O's extreme poop slingshot. (laughs) (laughs) Where's in the porta potty? Yeah, in that house. And they shoot him straight up (laughs) and he gets covered in vomit and poo and it comes down. I was blown away because I I thought like we'll bring it up kind of in jest and just yeah. as like because I I'm such a fan of that team, <laughs> and then I found out like no legitimate stunt performers and coordinators praise the shit out of this stunt. Yeah, <laughs> like they all unanimously love it and yeah. love a lot of what the Jackass team does. So I, I had to get like yeah. we can't talk. Come on, man! It's jackass. I, I yeah. I think I think that there's so much overlap that I don't. I'm not surprised that legitimate stunt professionals are interested in that because on the uh, they themselves are kind of you know cowboys. They're out there yeah. just just throwing caution to the wind and doing these things that normal people wouldn't do. And the jackass, they share a lot with the jackass people in that respect. That they're like, I'll just do it. I'll put my body on the line and 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 throw it out there and see what happens. And so I think that they, it's not surprising that they respect that, that they appreciate the effort and the creativity of the wild <laughs> yeah. things. That these are not things that I, they would ever get to do in a normal movie. These are <laughs> right. obviously done because they are so ridiculous and so disgusting and so dangerous that nobody would ever do it. There's not a story. It's just a stunt we're going to do this crazy thing you're going to watch it and you're going to laugh because someone's going to get hurt <laughs> right but i just i it really took me off guard and i shouldn't have been so surprised because i feel like the stunt community if there is such a thing yeah excuse me would love watching the jackass crew because they get to do all the just silly stupid shit that all these people i dare say mm-hmm have done when the cameras are not rolling or have always wanted to do joked about doing with each other. And now here's this crew actually doing the stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no storyline. It's just, Hey, what crazy thing can we do now? And how can we like up the ante on the next one? Yeah. You know, I, I always tend to think like the, the water stunts that the jackass crew does, namely Johnny Knoxville, you know, I think it's the third movie again, where he's on the giant rocket that they're just going to launch into the lake. (laughs) The first attempt, he almost dies because the (laughs) rocket malfunctions and fires out the side. If it's like an inch or two higher, Johnny Knoxville dies. And then instead of being like, all right, maybe we don't do this at all. (laughs) Yeah. They repair the rocket and go for round two and launch Johnny like a hundred feet in the air. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, did, are you sure you figured out why the rocket launched a jet engine out the side towards my torso and not out the back where it's supposed to? (laughs) Are you sure? I'll do it again. I guess. 
I just I had to laugh when I started realizing like how much love and and respect yeah legitimate professional stunt crews and coordinators and performers have for <laughs> the check yeah. yesterday. I'm like this any normal person would be like what but when you read about like because there's still so much planning there's still so much mm-hmm. like you watch the movies which I do pretty regularly yeah cuz guys sometimes you just need the perfect break <laughs> from all the shit that's around you and yeah. the jackass movies are just they're perfect for that <laughs> but you watch them and there's so many like shots of them on set yeah and you see not just their friends but you see all the paramedics you see all the coordinators <laughs> <laughs> like you see everyone sitting behind jeff tremaine and being you know they're telling him like don't do this one yeah oh, shit he did it like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's weird not getting insured for this movie <laughs> right god damn it god damn it Ever get stuck with these guys oh whatever it's fun but i just i was like i mean like i said earlier i i meant to just bring it up as a joke but then i realized like oh my god mm-hmm. the the jankess crew is considered professional by professionals whereas yeah. to the rest of us were like no they're a bunch of morons yeah they're entertaining but they're morons yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well and i mean they they're crazy but they don't want to die and so they're gonna right. do it as best they can they're gonna take advice from coordinators and all these people so that they, they they'll probably get hurt but they don't mind that so much but they they don't want to die so they, they want to continue to make movies and that is exactly what a stuntman is is he just he <laughs> wants to continue to do this uh, as safe you know relatively safely as possible relatively relatively but yeah. i i think knoxville of the whole crew has really made his name as like this generation or our generation's uh comedic stunt mm-hmm. performer i mean you got jackie chan but i would still consider as as comedic as chan is or was yeah uh it was still very action based and it was still very like yeah martial art oh, martial artist martial, martial artist is very like it's a, it's a serious skill yeah it's not just Whereas i'm being silly knoxville has taken the the principle of slapstick stunt work and slapstick comedy and yeah. just gone so extreme with it that i don't think anyone else will yeah but you know even in some of Knoxville's dramatic roles, which he has a couple, there's one, I can't remember the name of it. It's pretty good. Spoiler, I'm probably going to talk about it in our next, uh, the next time we do a <laughs> hidden gem one. Okay. Huh? Huh? <laughs> um, you heard it here first. <laughs> I'll probably forget. Let's yeah. face it. <laughs> Anyways, even in some of his more dramatic roles, he still ends up doing like his own stunts. And he's just, he's talked about being that guy where like, if I'm on set. Yeah. I don't really have a stunt double because I can be a part of the planning. I can be a part of the, like creating the stunt and the environment for the stunt. And if yeah. it goes wrong, that's what I get paid for is the stunt to go wrong. So right. <laughs> I mean, you, not too many people went and watched it, but his movie action point, which was actually kind of funny folks. It was, yeah. it was pretty funny. Uh, he does some stupid shit in that movie. And one of them, like he busted the whole side of his face. I think his eyeball popped out. <laughs> actually. <that>. So, <laughs> Yeah, which is terrifying. And then they kept the take where it actually popped out, like where he busted his face. That's the take in the movie, which I also love that much. And I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna segue from Jackass back to Tom Cruise on that note. Okay. Uh, because one of my favorite things with Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible stunts 
is yes, folks, Cruz hurt himself. Mm-hmm. He actually got injured on set. I think it was Ghost Protocol. Uh, I think it was Ghost Protocol, where he jumped from building to building, and they kept the take where he busted his ankle. Mm. And if you watch the movie, you actually see his ankle hit and fold a little bit <laughs> too much. <laughs> I know he injured himself on Fallout. He jumps between buildings a lot, so it could be. Well, both. maybe it is Fallout. Could be either could one, or it could be yeah. both. Um, but, but I yeah, also he, think he was injured. I think it was Fallout because I think he had that ankle injury when he jumped out of that plane a hundred times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's funny to me because everyone has viewed Cruz as kind of invincible these days. So it, it's always like, oh, yeah. they even kept the take where he busted his ankle. Almost as like, yeah, it may have been the best take. I kind of like to think that it was a. Uh, See, folks, stunts mm-hmm. can go wrong. Like, mm-hmm. and we're going to show you a stunt gone wrong. No one died, which I'm glad those stunts are not typically included. Like, I know there's yeah. been stunt performers on uh, Casino Royale that passed. Was it Casino Royale? Yeah, I think it was in the car crash scene where uh, Vespa's tied up in the middle of the street yeah. and the car swerves and crashes. I think the original performer of that stunt actually passed away in that crash. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I knew that 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 car flip uh, holds a Guinness World Records for the most car uh, bear. Uh, what do they call it? Um, it's a certain type of car roll where a uh, cannon roll, cannon roll, because uh, oh, they they use these like air cannons to help it spin more. Yeah, um, and that they they planned it only rolling like four or five times and it rolls like seven times and they're like oh that was cool let's put the whole thing in the movie <laughs> right uh and it is like it is tragic when you hear about performers dying on set mm-hmm. there's been a couple uh there was a woman on deadpool 2 who passed away during a motorcycle stunt uh the accident happened uh and it is tragic, but it, it, I think it's also humbling, especially mm-hmm. for a moviegoer where you you hear these stories and you when you see it happen in the movie or like the stunt that the person passed away on, uh, if you happen to know all the story behind it, it mm-hmm. it's kind of humbling when you watch and you're like, oh. Yeah, okay. it, it makes you recognize <laughs> that, that this is not just a movie. It's not just make-believe. Yeah. This is still real life, real people doing it. <laughs> like, it is dangerous. Like not, You won't just get hurt. You could die. It's a very serious yeah. thing. It's always That's interesting a- to me that most stuntmen don't really want to talk about death on the job. It's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, like race car drivers or just a bad juju kind of thing that they don't yeah, really it's, want to talk about it. There's the superstition behind it. Uh, a lot. It kind of goes in line with like the the Hollywood superstition before a performer starts a scene where you tell them break a leg, Mm -hmm. the idea that that's an actual superstition folks is the idea is you, you say break a leg and it's supposed to like reverse effect because there was a, an actress long ago who did break her leg on stage during a performance. And you don't want to say good luck because then something bad will happen. Like they'll break a leg or something. it, It gets weird, but, um, yeah, like it's, it's humbling when you when you hear these stories or see these stunts mm-hmm. and have that reminder of like, yeah, there's someone actually in that car. Yeah, there, there's actually someone there. There's someone yeah. who had to fall from that building and do this. You know, it, every it time I every time I watch <laughs> Top Gun, I think about 
obviously I think about how Goose dies and it's the saddest thing ever. Spoiler alert for Top Gun if you've never seen it from the 90s. But I mostly think about Art Scholl, the guy who was <laughs> a pilot. He was a stunt pilot just filming uh, filming different stuff mm-hmm. for the movie. And he did the flat spin that, that Goose does and uh, he didn't pull out of it and he died. And the movie's dedicated to him partly for that. Um, but it's just such... It, it, it kind of adds an extra weight that, oh, not only does this fictional character Goose die, but there was an actual man who died doing that exact thing uh, for the movie, just for right. enjoyment. And, and then you, you hear the, I think it's one of the like uh, oldest Hollywood horror stories where you have a stunt pilot uh, who performed the stunt as well as he could, but there was a malfunction and because of his malfunction, an actor actually passed away. Mm-hmm. And you think about when they made the twilight zone movie and the helicopter crash, it's infamous. Yeah. Uh, it was caused by a special effect, I think. Right. Yeah. So they were, you had the, the stunt guy in the, the pilot seat of the chopper, but I forget what went wrong, but it malfunctioned. The stunt malfunctioned mm-hmm. and the, the chopper, when it crashed, the blades, spun like they were not supposed to and it ended up decapitating one of the actors like i can't imagine the weight that would put on that stunt performer yeah i think it crashed into the actor an actor vic marrow and two child extras yeah it's like it's terrifying it's terrifying and the stunt performer survived but i mean how do you i can't imagine what that did to him yeah after that, I mean, and it's just, it's one of those examples, just like with Casino Royale or Deadpool or, and countless others. Cause there's so many, mm-hmm. um, where it's just, it, it's humbling. Yeah. And it's that nice reminder. Well, I shouldn't say a nice reminder, but it, it's an important reminder. Stunt work as badass and amazing jaw dropping, whatever it is it can be and typically is mm-hmm. there's a very real danger right that comes with all of them and it's as a viewer it's very to at least for me personally it's very humbling when i see this stuff sometimes and have that reminder of like well there's there's people actually doing this like, right and again not capable <laughs> right so then i have to and, add even more respect to that <laughs> and the more you see somebody i mean the, the, putting myself in their shoes you do this thing a hundred times a thousand yeah. times perfectly you do every stunt that you've ever needed to do as perfectly as you can. You have to put a lot of effort into not like letting up on your like preparation and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause if you, if you feel like, Oh, it, it's easy. I've, I've never made a mistake or I, I've always survived. That doesn't mean that it's actually easy. It means that you need to continue right. to be focused constantly yeah. on making sure that you've set up properly that you have all of the equipment checked and all of this other stuff uh and all of the variables are accounted for so that this time also goes as well as the last time and yeah, not terribly the amount of discipline that goes into this is just unre- like i can't believe stunt work doesn't get as much recognition as it deserves i'm just like i'm mind blown by this jake i'm yeah. so much i'm just oh me too we've been we've been talking for a little over an hour and a half about it and the more we talk about it, the more my brain is just like, how does this not just get like 
almost put at the forefront of films. How yeah. is like stunt coordinator, stunt performers not in opening credits almost? Right. <laughs> like- <laughs> well, it's, it's one of the things that I've always loved so much. Like as a kid, I put myself back in my little kid shoes and I think of watching the movies that I loved so much for the mm-hmm. first time. You watch Indiana Jones and everything about it is incredible and you can't believe how cool this movie is. And then as an adult, I sit there and I'm like, wow, this movie, this this guy, all of these people had to do all of these things. Um, I was going through IMDb, as I tend to do, and freaking, there's a stunt man named Vic Armstrong. Go to his IMDb page because he's been in a million fucking movies. And he uh, doubled for Harrison Ford for a long time because they look kind of okay. like. So he was in all of the Harrison Ford movies. And he did... Uh, uh, all these different kinds of things. But I found a Reddit AMA that he did. And he talked about, I think it was on Last Crusade, the scene where he's like riding the horse and trying to catch up to the tank. And uh, and he needed to jump from the horse that goes up like this ledge, like kind of up on a, high, a higher area, jump off of this horse, which is over a cliff kind of, and then onto a tank. And I'm like... And he was talking about how that was like so difficult because the tank's kind of far and the horse is going pretty fast and the tank's going really fast. And if you don't land on the tank, you could fall and get run over by the tank or you could get run over by the horse if the horse doesn't continue to run straight. And if the horse doesn't move right, you can't jump off of him. Like there's so many things that could go wrong. Yeah. But you watch the movie and you're just you're so excited constantly by these stunts. Like everything that Indiana Jones does is awesome and cool. Oh yeah, it is. And you can't believe that he was able to do that. And so it's such a a pivotal piece of movie making from the very beginning. We talked about the twenties and thirties and everything, every creative thing that they tried to do with movies to make them more interesting and more exciting had to do with stunts pretty much. Like it was stunts and a camera and that was movies. And it still is. How how do you, how do you capture people's attention on screen back when it was silent film, early film, early sound film, you, you did stunts. And so we, we gave credit to uh, Buster Keaton for kind of being like the Godfather, or at least one of the Godfathers of stunt work in film. Right. Yeah. Um, you just brought up Indiana Jones. So you can't bring up stunts in Indiana Jones without jumping all the way back to 1937. I want to say, Mm. Uh, right is that when uh stagecoach came out that sounds right Uh, but i know where you're going with this so stagecoach has the stunt in it that changed stunt work in film forever and it's kind of still regarded as the stunt Mm -hmm. that all stunts are based off of today Mm. of how do we like yeah we can up the ante on that previous stunt we did in that other movie but how do we build off of the stunt that they did in Stagecoach? And what's crazy, uh, this goes back to like for five seconds worth of screen time. It's less than a minute long. Yeah. And they recreated it in Raiders of the Lost Ark and, and up the ante a little bit in Raiders. Mm-hmm. But in Stagecoach, uh, the stuntman's name. Oh, shit. I just lost his name. <laughs> um, God damn it. I was on such a good roll. Fuck. Or 1939 was uh, Stagecoach. Yakima Canute? Ooh, I'm saying that wrong. Anyways, (laughs) he did this stunt. 
Yeah, a lot like what you were just saying in Crusade, where he's riding this horse, he jumps from one horse into the middle, uh, onto like the stagecoach, but he jumps into the harness holding the front two horses. Yeah. And he's holding on to the two horses, maintaining his balances or his balance on the harness. His character gets shot and then has to fall and get dragged in between four Mm -hmm. horses and the stagecoach. It's less than a minute of screen time. But that's the stunt that like just blew everything up of like, oh, shit. Yeah, we can do so many more crazy things. (laughs) And it it gets recreated in different ways throughout time now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's when I rewatched it, I ended up watching that stunt. A handful of times, like just back to back, because I was trying to watch like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like this is even I mean, this is 1939, folks. So animal trainers were not as. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? uh, Professional as they are now. Yeah. Um, Things were were still pretty new. There weren't like huge crews behind these kinds of stunts or weren't like. It wasn't what we have today. Yeah. It was very raw. Minimal. And so I'm watching him right up on the horse, galloping full speed. He's got to hope that the horse doesn't like spook mm-hmm. and veer off to the left or veer off to the right, even into the stagecoach. He's got to jump off of them and hope he times his jump correct while everyone's moving mm-hmm. and land on this harness. What? Yeah. What? I, so I was watching a, a YouTube video with Vic Armstrong from uh, Indiana Jones talking about this stunt and and he was talking he was kind of amazed at how well shot this the house well yeah. shot the stunt oh, stagecoach is so amazing and for being just like a flatbed truck driving through the desert it still looks really good i'm on the uh filmschoolrejects.com has uh, if you just google stagecoach drag stunt they have essentially gifs of the stunts that just play over and over and you can watch them i'm doing that it's amazing it's it's amazing and the fact that he jumped onto there put himself underneath the harness like you said and then let's go and slides on the dirt as six horses run by him and don't trample him yeah and then and then the stagecoach itself doesn't run him over uh it's pretty incredible it's incredible and it's less than a minute of screen time so it's like all this mind-blowing stuff and then the effect that it has maintained i mean that was 1939 it's 2022 like it's crazy and i and i just it was funny reading about directors bringing up stagecoach stunt coordinators bringing up stagecoach actors bringing it up yeah and it was like what an incredible accomplishment yeah yeah. Like to have you did the stunt that everybody, including your peers, have for generations since gone. That's the one that changed yeah. everything, inspired me, blows my mind to this day. Like, and that's and it's kind of like I said earlier, it's really become like the foundation of or the basis of where do we start with the stunt work? Where do yeah. we start with the planning, the excitement that we're going for? Because I, I like I tend to watch, especially when I watch really old films. I like to put my mentality kind of in the like mindset of an early audience watching this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Which works. If you think back to your childhood, like you said, yeah, uh, where so many things were so amazing all the time. And I think back and I'm like, man, if I had watched that scene, in 1939 film was still 
kind of figuring out what it was going to do or be be able to do yada yada. Mm-hmm. If I watch that, I probably would have gone to my grave still raving about watching <laughs> that scene for the first time. Yeah. And I find myself doing that with movies these days where I'm like, I, I always have those select few where I will always reference those movies again. And uh, when it comes to stunt work, there's so many. Um, I was like, originally our original idea for the episode was like our top 10 stunts that we love or yeah. movies with stunts. <laughs> and it was like, this is impossible. Yeah. It, it's actually impossible yeah. to narrow it down. And then I started seeing like top 25 stunts and films online and shit. And I'm like, Oh no, no, Yeah. There's something. Like, how do you narrow this down? Yeah. There's so many stunts <laughs> in so many movies that it's so hard to pick any one. I think the stagecoach one is so iconic that it makes yeah. perfect sense that it stood the test of time. Um, I'm looking at a gif of there's a so in Zorro's Fighting Legion, the Zorro movie, one of the old Zorro movies, they essentially redid it. But this guy, instead of sliding backwards underneath the stagecoach, grabs onto the back of the stagecoach as yeah. he's sliding by and pulls himself up, which is, I think, the precursor to the Raiders stunt where he's uh, does it on a truck. Yeah. Uh, the apparently the the Raiders stunt they filmed it at twenty frames a second so that he had a little more time to s- crawl underneath the truck, <laughs> and then when they when they sped up the film to the normal 24 frames, it like made him look like he was going normal speed. So yeah. that that's interesting to me, but <laughs> some, some trickery where like uh, safety was obviously a concern at yeah. that moment of like, okay, you're trying to if, crawl if, underneath like... the truck as it's moving. Let's give you a little more time to grab the right thing. <laughs> Let's try not to kill our guy while we're trying to like give an homage to the, <laughs> this other stunt. huh? Yeah. <laughs> That guy lived. We need our guy to live as well. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I'd, it would have been impossible to pick a favorite stunt. Um, what There's so many, and some movies have so many stunts going on at the same time. Like you could pick maybe a movie that has a lot of cool stunts. Like Mad Max Fury Road. Um, there are so many things going on constantly in those cars, driving through the desert people jumping from car to car, people on poles up in the sky, sliding around. So the people on poles, those were your stunt men. They were actually doing all of that like crazy pole work. That was one of the things that I, I found out. I knew a lot of that was uh, real. Yeah. But the, the, the folks on the poles was especially kind of telling to me, the one that I actually personally am always like, that's so awesome is the guy playing the guitar. I know it's not like the biggest stunt of the whole thing, but I fucking love that. But it is a guy strapped to the outside of a car (laughs) playing a functional guitar and a functional flamethrower at the same time. And that's a big deal. Uh, The stunt coordinator for that movie, Guy Norris, he compared the whole thing, like trying to wrangle these 150 stunt performers to a war zone. He's like, this is a war zone of chaos. And I can't, that movie has so many sequences that are just insane. Yeah, Fury Road is is pretty nuts from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's just odd to just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love Mad Max. Man, it's been a while since I watched Fury Road. <laughs> it's 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 always incredible. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I can't believe how good this movie is. 
yeah, it, it's pretty badass. But I, it, you know, I think back to like even some of the old school stunt, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly Stone films, they feature huge stunts, whether, yeah. I mean, it's always their stunt doubles doing them, but the stunts are always like insane because it's these huge fighting pieces or these big, like yeah. leaps off of buildings. And, and I got to give them a lot of credit. I mean, the first Rambo mm-hmm. where he like dives into the trees that was a real dude diving into the trees. Like that was not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he's diving off of this cliff is even as a kid, that kind of stuff just, it resonates and it, it's just always built up. And I think that's why like action films have always really stuck with me. And it, it really comes down to the, mm-hmm. the stunt work with them. And I got to give, I mean, it's Schwarzenegger and Stallone pieces. Yeah. Minus Judge Dredd. Uh, <laughs> Judge Dredd is great. <laughs> please, please don't give up on it. Um, yeah, I didn't know that uh, in True Lies, the scene at the end where the, Jamie Lee Curtis is climbing out of the limousine and gets stuck on the side of the bridge and has to get grab onto Arnold as yeah. he's coming out of a helicopter, like lifted out of the limo. She really did that. Like that's Jamie Lee Curtis that's actually doing that, and I, I was very impressed by that. That that almost makes that scene more intense to watch, especially when you watch her facial reaction yeah. and just how she's responding to that whole sequence. She looks like, very nervous, and this, now I understand this is why. Not, this is not the character. This is Jamie Lee flat out <laughs> screaming and being like, don't you fucking let go. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't believe is... <laughs> I'm doing this. Yeah. But I, I started thinking this week, too. Uh, I remember watching an interview with Schwarzenegger uh, when his movie The Sixth Day yeah. was coming out and he was on 2020 and it, it made me laugh because it was like they poked fun at it in Last Action Hero where the interviewers asking him about all the like violence in his films mm. and he tries telling him like hey our death toll is lower in this movie <laughs> so it's uh, that was kind of like poking fun at this interview with uh, I want to say it was 2020 uh, but he was I remember his interview wasn't necessarily about the movie itself, but he praised the stunts mm. in it so much. And he was praising all the coordinate, like the, the stunt crews throughout the interview where he was just like, no, like the amount of swimming, the mm-hmm. amount of like physical activity that's in this film is very high. And I haven't watched that movie since I was a kid. Yeah. But this week and just like, I started remembering this interview about it and I was like, I kind of want to rewatch it. I don't remember it being a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like even as a kid, I remember watching it being like, e- <laughs> not, not your best Arnold. I remember enjoying it, but, but I thought like the sci-fi concept was interesting as a kid. Yeah. Um, but it, it kind of made me want to rewatch it just to, and, and just remembering his words about all the different stunts that are in it and yeah. the action pieces that are put in it. And I was just like, it, it just kind of, I wonder what other movies, I should revisit that maybe like I've been fans of or been a fan of, but just didn't appreciate Mm -hmm. the amount of stunt work that's actually in it. You brought up uh, bird on a wire last week. Yeah. Right. Wasn't it bird on a wire last week? No, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that movie's got some, I mean the action pieces in that movie, that's heavy stunt oriented. The lethal weapon films. Yeah. 
heavy stunt oriented. You know, they they had to tell Jet Li in the fourth lethal weapon, like you have to perform slow mm-hmm. because we can't capture what you're doing. And Mel Gibson and Danny Glover definitely can't keep <laughs> no. up with what you're doing. They're too old for this shit. <laughs> They're way too old for this shit. Uh, but it just like it. It's like this cascading thing where you you remember one movie and some of the stunts in one movie, and you're just like, oh, but then there's that one, and then there's that stunt, yeah, and then there's this stunt and this other movie, and oh yeah, it's cra- It's almost overwhelming. I'm so glad we didn't try to stick with <laughs> picking our favorite stunts. Yeah, it would have been impossible. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. <laughs> I was like, when you texted me about it, I was so relieved because I was like. How do I tell Jake I am overwhelmed with trying to narrow down stunts? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I wrote down my notes. I was like, okay, so I want to talk about the the awards and the people and the coordinators and the history and all this stuff. And I was like, there's there's no I don't care about specific movies. I just want to talk about the people and the things. The these people are out of their damn minds, but in the best way, because yeah. they have helped provide some of the best entertainment we have yeah they're it's not they're half if not 90 percent of the reason i love movies is because of the stunts in them it is oh my god just i i don't know like what else to say uh do you have any other notes i don't think so did we miss anything i think that i don't think we missed anything i mean that's a there's always more to talk about as far as crazy movies and crazy people and and stunt actors i wish stunt actors were more well known that we could say specific people yeah. and, and how cool you are and how much we appreciate you and that's why i think we want awards to recognize you so that we we know that kind of thing so you and i are giant nerds and and i know we got some fellow giant nerds that that watch and listen to us uh i th- i think the people the stunt performers who are the superheroes. You know, mm-hmm. I brought up Ryan Reynolds stunt double, but like the guys that double is Batman, yeah. Spider-Man, all these stunt doubles. Like they're the ones that are doing these huge stuff. And it, I almost want to give them, I don't want to say more credit, but a little extra love, mm-hmm. if you will, just because they're, they're helping bring to life like these beloved characters and their fighting styles and stuff. So I, I really, I, I forget his name. But the dude that uh, was a stunt double for Affleck as Batman, the mm-hmm. whole warehouse fight scene is so badass because it is Batman fighting. Yeah. But like, that's an exhausting fight scene. Right. That is constant movement in this heavy cape, mm-hmm. in this like whole suit. Crashing through that, walls and boxes like, and people. And... <laughs> flinging body. Like, it's just it's so cool. It's yeah. so cool. But I think the stunt performers that are the ones actually doing the majority of the, the superhero action stuff. Mm-hmm. I just like a little extra love just because they're bringing these characters so much like they're adding to the life of the character. I just mm-hmm. little shout out to those guys. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It means a lot. Like obviously I like Ben Affleck as Batman and Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't like him as much if he couldn't do the things that he does in those fights. And so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a big reason why I, I mean, that warehouse fight scene is my favorite scene of the whole movie. And so that guy, <laughs> whoever is doing it, is it's so important to me and more important yeah. to me than Ben Affleck is. So definitely they deserve the shout out for yeah. that. So thanks for helping bring my nerdy love, like 
giving it even more credit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we would just be a kind of a broken record at at this point. I hit all of my notes, but I just yeah, me too. I would encourage everyone like next time you go to the theater and watch a really any kind of movie. Uh, typically, drama will be the only genre that doesn't involve too much. Maybe that's why I don't like it. it. It's boring. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> there's no stunts and it's crying, and I don't really care for it. But I, but I like just kind of give that like that extra thought or attention to all these different stunts and all the preparation and all the people that went into planning and performing the scene. Yeah. Um, you know, go watch the new Batman one. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be the best movie of this year. Mm-hmm. It's mind blowing Two, You give uh, Jake your dollars for his draft team and he appreciates that very much. See, I don't want to say that part. <laughs> Fuck you, Jake. Um, but also like, I've seen it a few times now, and the third time I saw it was in the preparation for this episode, and there was a lot in it that I was like, oh, man. And then I started learning all the prep work that Pattinson went and did Mm -hmm. and put in to learn different fighting styles, different movements, trying to incorporate so many things all while in this suit. And there's a couple of very specific stunt scenes that I'm like, "That's, that's really well done. So just next time you go and watch some of these movies just kind of give a little extra attention a little bit more to like the crews that are helping. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of people that go into the planning of something as simple as like jumping off of a railing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, that's something I've certainly noticed as, especially the last week or two, as we've started thinking about it, um, think about movies in this way. If you look at them through the lens of who, who is making it and how they're making it, you kind of have a whole new appreciation for all of the yeah. stunts and all of the setup and all of the things that needed to happen and to go right in order for it to actually turn out the way it did and make it enjoyable for you. So I, I've been enjoying it even more than I normally do. Yeah. Like it's, I, I love it. When, and we seem to do this quite a bit. Now I'm always a, a movie lover. I'm always going to be there. My favorite medium of storytelling but I love it when we tap into these little unexpected episodes, Jake, where I'm like, oh, man, I feel like a, a, a new surge almost of like, oh, yeah, this is why I love movies. But now I love them on another like, yeah. whole nother tier. And this was prepping for this really put that escalation back into play. I was, yeah, you get oh, to man, experience like, it in a new way that you haven't really done it before. It's really yeah. fun. So try that, folks. Next time you watch, like revisit some of your favorites and just mm-hmm. watch it through that, like the amount of people and prep that went into making that one cool scene that you really love. Yeah. And you can let us know. I would really like to, there's so many stunts and so many things that are influential that it's easy to forget about them. So feel free to like connect with us, shout us out, uh, different movies that you love or stunts that were inspiring to you uh, or stunt people, stunt coordinators that deserve credit, stunt actors and actresses. Uh, I love those kinds of things. So definitely connect with us. Yeah. We're, Obviously, we're horrible with names. So if you know the names of some of the people we were trying to shout out to yeah. and we're trying not to be on our phones or <laughs> like yeah. looking it up right away, yeah. uh, it would let just, us know if you happen to know. Just slow things down if we're Googling things while <laughs> we're would, talking. It would. <laughs> um, and definitely uh, check us out on social media because I'm going to be – I've saved several th- – stunt clips and behind the scene things and movie clips that we'll be talking about this week on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So go find us on at, at movie boners on those places. Yep. It won't 
Uh, there will probably be some memes directed at the old Oscars and Academy and all those people. Hell yeah, because failures <laughs> they are. Yeah, so because <laughs> they're doing their thing and we are doing our thing, we will be targeting them with our memes as we did for our, the Judge episode. I'm sure I will have some good stuff for that. <laughs> I am I am stoked. Yeah, I just, oh, man. Go on YouTube and just look up the compilations of stunts and yeah. films and stuff. It's crazy. And definitely, if anything, watch some of the behind-the-scenes stuff where you get to watch them create the stunt and do all the playing. Mm-hmm. Some of that is unreal. Yeah. Like, go watch the making of Inception's fight scene. Yeah. Just, you're going to be like, what fuck? <laughs> yeah, all the different <laughs> mechanisms and ropes and angles and pads and stuff they have to lay out in the right order. It gets it's pretty crazy. wild. It's crazy. So uh, go buy your shit. Uh, oh, yeah, we're probably going to be switching things up a little bit mm-hmm. in a little while. Yeah, uh, I did need to mean to talk to you about that. We're coming up on. So we do. We have a store of movie boner merch right now is our first run of stuff. It is like OG movie boner fan club merch that is going to go away soon and never come back so if you are interested at all in getting that definitely do uh, if you are interested in just seeing what comes next hang tight because it's coming and it's yep. even better <laughs> if i can say that it's, things are always getting better just like stunts our merch is also getting yep. better over time so that is coming but yeah. get it while um, you can is what i'm saying yeah yeah and if there's any like specific kind of product you think would be fun for us to have let us know Mm -hmm. we might take some suggestions into consideration we're pretty Uh, flexible i think we're we're pretty flexible uh but yeah let us know we appreciate everyone and thank you yep thank you see you next time